0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. MerchOnMatch.com is a black-owned, online, micro-marketplace that offers maximum exposure dedicated to black and brown creatives, content creators, and entrepreneurs alike. Need help with a product launch, website, or designing merch? Email us at info at merch or click the link in the description of this episode. And for ASAP listeners, we are offering free shipping with code ASAP at checkout. Uh, This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Sean Allen podcast.
1: ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. First time listeners, make sure you subscribe, rate, write a review, follow wherever you listen to podcasts. I got a special guest with me. Somebody that I looked up to, you know, from a distance. She didn't know this. So, this is new news to you, Shay.
2: And I'm very excited. My first time on the podcast is with Sean. Yes,
1: so yes. Your first time on a podcast. And let me tell you, her energy is. <laughs> she asked for coffee and her energy is already. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> Don't put me on blast now. Shawn. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good, though. That's positive. And, you know, we had a long day working and shit. Downtown L.A. is crazy, so downtown L.A. will suck the life out of you Definitely. <laughs> just walking down the street, so to get this new you know, wave and burst of energy is always welcoming. How you doing today, though, Shay? I'm doing good. Shay, her screen name is Watch. How many years ago was that when we, I came up with that?
2: We were at one of these Hollywood parties, and... I think it had to have been in, like, 2016. Wow. And we started having a conversation, and you created my Instagram name. And it stuck. And it stuck, and everybody loves it. Everyone's like, oh, that's such a cool, creative Instagram name. How did you come up with it? And yep. I'm always like, my homeboy Sean is the one that created it, not me.
1: Yeah, and I want 10% too. <laughs> everything you use with that name.
2: And he told me, your name needs to be Watch, like Baywatch. Watch. And, and it, it worked out. My, yeah, I changed know. it, and
1: it was a hit. It's a hit. And you work in television and film, so it just made sense. You know what I mean? Definitely. Speaking of television and film, I was overlooking your resume. You did Flavor, flavor of Love. Like, what? Tell me about that. You was an intern for Flavor of Love?
2: Yes. <laughs> so my, one of my first. What
1: season? What season?
2: Okay, so I actually was an intern for Flavor of Love. Doing casting. Okay, okay. So I did Flavor of Love, I believe it was either season two or season three. Um, I did Rock of Love season oh, wow. two. And they had another show at the time, like America's Smartest Model. And I also worked on that as a casting intern. But working as a casting intern for Flavor of Love was crazy. Because that can was imagine. at the height of like. That was peak reality TV. Peak reality TV. They did a lot of hosting events. And I remember Tiffany Pollard, New York, the infamous New York, the queen of reality TV that everyone needs to bow down to (laughs) because she created so many other spinoffs.
1: Oh, yeah, just the genre of reality Mm -hmm. TV. She kind of made it like, I mean, okay, so you work in television, so you know this, but I'm not sure if the listeners know this. I think that reality TV has been a vehicle that's been driven by black women since, like, the inception of, you know, go back to real world Mm -hmm. L.A. with Tammy Roman. You know what I mean? And then New York. But I think what New York did, Tiffany Pollard, I think she made it, like, everybody. Now, we like, the world saw that black women are the cash cow of reality TV.
2: Yes. She definitely. And she get her props, too. She definitely needs to get her props because New York, from being on Flavor of Love, then she was on another scene of that, then she got her other show, and then spin-off. she got, like, Charm School, then she got um, a spinoff, New York yeah. Goes to Work. Then other shows were sprung off of her show, like Chance, For the Love of Chance. Right. That's and still coming on, All too. those other shows were sparked just from Tiffany Pollard. I was like, she definitely, the other people were ahead of her, but she was definitely the one that made it. L- yeah,
1: like yeah, yeah. It took it to the next level. She
2: took it way to the next level for the Neenies and all the other people right, that come right, behind right, 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 right. So she definitely, Tiffany Pollard was definitely groundbreaking in reality TV. Yep. And that was yep. the height of MySpace. So yeah. <laughs> being a casting intern for Flavor of Love was crazy because, you know, they would have these casting events in hotel rooms. Oh, wow. And so they would set up like a hotel lobby and hundreds of girls would come from right. a casting hall. Right. So we would have from King Magazine models oh, to, wow. to MySpace, the MySpace girls at that yeah, time yeah, that yeah. were popular. And, you know, now they would be like Instagram girls. But right, at the right. time, you know, the MySpace models were popping. MySpace models. And that's what we called them, too. Would, and so the producers that were doing the casting, they noticed that when I would ask the girls questions, because at the time I was still in college, I believe it was like the summer before my senior year. Right. And I was young, so they realized that when the girls would speak to me, right. they would um, open up more. Because right, I was right. closer in age to them. And a lot of times when the older producers would speak and ask them questions, they wouldn't be as live or bubbly. So I would have to just ask them, like, hey, have you ever messed with a celebrity before? <laughs> would you kiss Flavor or Flav? And I, you That know, same
1: personality that you got now, you brought it to the table. I cal- brought
2: it. I had to bring it to the table. <laughs> and I remember toward the end of the summer and they were like oh you know you want to travel with us and do the casting and I had to make the decision to either stick on and do more casting for flavor of love or go back to school and I chose to go back to school and I always wonder what would have happened if I would have just continued that
1: you made the right choice right yeah. I we're right. gonna we're gonna dive into your uh education Fisk HBCU
2: Yes, I attended our wonderful HBCU called Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And Fisk was amazing. I was Miss Freshman at Fisk. I pledged, a.k.a. Pi Chapter at Fisk. I, you know, just had an amazing time. Going to an HBCU was probably the best experience of my life. Right. Um, Just to be around other black people with the same common goal to reach success. and But
1: you're from Chicago. What do you mean other black people? You're from Chicago.
2: Well, you know, it's different. A when different you go to an HBCU, people. you just meet so many black people from all walks of life. Right. You meet, you know, black people from the Bahamas. you know, black people from, you know, places in Africa, black people from Brazil, right. black people from the South, black people from, you know, New York, California, right. you know. Nebraska, everywhere, and Over so you learn so much. Yeah. And you growing up, you know, in Chicago, I only knew certain things. But then right. going to a place like Fisk to be around black people from right. everywhere and to come there for the common goal to get educated was amazing. And um, it just really taught me a lot about, and I learned more about about the black elite society and different things like that. Right, and it really just. You know, open up my eyes to a world I really had no idea or I was, you know, I right. didn't know about. It. So it was probably, it was definitely the best experience of my life. And I would encourage any young person to go to an HBCU because you're not treated like a number. They really right. care for you there and you just learn so much. And But you know, they'd be expensive. It can be. I, I,
1: it's So I went to PWI and I didn't, I knew what HBCU was, uh-huh. but it wasn't. I don't know if it was like in it just wasn't pushed, so sometimes I feel like I wish I would have went to HBCU other times I'm like no nah, my my experience in college and like my experience with blackness was enough I've, I've never felt like I don't know I, I I don't sometimes I feel like I miss something and sometimes I feel like I don't, okay. but I don't feel like I missed a black but so what I will say though, I do think that it's very important for our our children, the people younger than us, to go to HBCU, especially with this climate that we're in. I think it's really really important. The perfect world, I would like my niece to go to HBCU, you know, undergrad and grad school. Go to like the Stanford or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. A I lot think that's people take that route. yeah yeah. If you look at a lot of our black scholars and leaders, that's kind of the route they've
2: taken. Mm-hmm. You know. Being at an HBCU, I'm like some of my friends, right? Right. I grew up in the South Side of Chicago. Wow. I had, you know, a great black experience, a multifaceted black experience. Right, right, right. And that we can dive into. But um, a lot of my friends at the HBCU, some of them grew up predominantly in white spaces. Right. And they did not know. Wow,
1: yeah. Certain
2: things. Like I remember being in the dorm and one of my really good friends I was talking about something like Mart about Martin. She was like, What's that? She had never watched Martin before. Right. You know, she had never watched certain classic black movies before. And we had to tell her about these. Wow. And she had no idea. And it was just like, Seriously? You don't know about this?
1: But back to the movie thing. Mm-hmm. What name five black movies that every black person should have saw?
2: Okay. Five black movies that every black person should have seen. AJ,
1: pay attention too. I want. I wanna, Starting
2: I wanna, with uh-huh. number one, I will say "Boys in the Hood" by the legendary John Singleton. John Singleton. Okay. Props to him. Love John Singleton. Um, two. I would say "Crooklyn." Yes. Three. I would say "Set It Off."
1: Cricklin is Spike Lee set it off as the Hughes Brothers. I know my shit. Yes. Four?
2: I would say, hmm, Color Purple.
1: Okay, that's Steven Spielberg. Yes. Yes.
2: But I don't know if the Color Purple will be in my top five. Color Purple might be my sixth man. But, and I might change that to Color Purple's in my
1: top five.
2: I might change that to sp- spot another Spike Lee movie. Which one? Hmm. It would have to either be School Days for me, I would say. Mm-hmm. Or, hmm. Oh my gosh, my mind just went blank real quick. What is his other movie? I just love it.
1: Do the right thing. Do the
2: right thing. Uh-huh. It would either be do the right thing, and then I also would have to throw in, I would have to throw in, set it off, and wait until exhale. Okay.
1: You named seven.
2: Oh, I love seven. I see. I'm a movie junkie, so. Spike Lee. So Spike Lee is the reason why I'm actually interested in the um, business because of a, how I ran across him when I was a kid. Yeah. So my Spike aunt. Spike Lee. Um, my aunt was, uh, she worked, she was over marketing for a hair care, co- black hair care company called Sheen Carson. I know Sheen. And her brands that she did was um, Optimum Care, hair like Relaxer, right. and Alternatives, and Mazzani. Like right. they had brands. the
1: Sheen commercial in Crooklyn, remember? Sheen, beautiful products for a beautiful people
2: that spike lee directed a couple commercials for my mom yeah 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 and me being a kid back then i used to go on set with her and stuff like that wow and i remember meeting spike lee when i was young and i think i told him i wanted to be you know appear i wanted to be a i wanted to write movies and i wanted to write and be a film person whatever that was i really didn't even know what it was and i remember i talked to him on the phone Wow. After I had met him once, you know, when I was a kid, my aunt, you know, had, had built a rapport with him or they were right, cool. Right, right, right. And uh, she called me once and he was on the phone I talked to him. He said, well, if you're going to tell me you're going to do it, then do it then. I probably was like eight. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I told him I was going to do it. So I wish somehow he'd get in contact with
1: him. <laughs> I mean, Spike Lee's still out there too. Let me ask you this. Um, I kind of do this with every guest that comes here. We do five either ors. Okay. And I'm going to ask you five either ors. You pick one, only one. I might dive into it and ask why. I might not, but you can't pick both. Okay. Los Angeles or New York?
2: Los Angeles.
1: HBCU or PWI? I already know this one.
2: HBCU all day.
1: (laughs) Drake or Kanye?
2: Neither, Lil Wayne.
1: Nah, you got to pick Drake or Kanye.
2: Oh, this is tough. <laughs> this is this, this is probably a tough life decision for me, cause I come from the same neighborhood as Kanye in Chicago. So I got that hometown love for him, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to say Champagne Poppy, Drake, Aubrey Graham. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's surprising. You don't I like Kanye? Like a traitor, but yeah. Wh- why not Kanye?
2: Um, I like Kanye. I like the old Kanye yeah. a little bit better, but I like Kanye. But I think Drake songs, I'm a little bit more a a little bit more relatable to my life. Right, right. But like a lot of Drake songs hit me hard. Right. You know I can relate. Craziest thing ever! I like ran into Drake three times this summer. Oh wow! Like random. I've seen him at like random places. I'm like Soho
1: House or some shit.
2: Um, yeah. Like uh, out like at a restaurant. Then at like a day party after like this little day party restaurant. Um, rooftop thing I saw him and then once like like outside somewhere and they wow. were like leaving we were like parking yeah
1: oh wow so there's so-
2: maybe that's a sign I need to work with and Drake probably, you I know what scripts and he
1: actually is talking about getting back into acting TV or film
2: I would love to write a script and have Drake act in it that's he's actually on my top list of people to work with as like an actor cause I, I I, me and my friend would run home and we would watch Degrassi. Yeah. We would well, he was school.
1: an actor before he was so a rapper, too. Yeah. I was
2: an Aubrey Graham fan. I knew him as Jimmy from Oh, Rossi. wow. Because I watched Degrassi because at the, it came on this station called The Inn and you had to have a special cable. Noggin. The noggin. Yeah. And, and you had to have a special cable subscription. So me and my friend... Sometimes we would fib and tell stories about going to this after-school college program, but really we're sneaking and going to her house and sitting in the basement and watching Degrassi.
1: Watching Degrassi, Aubrey Graham. He was in a wheelchair, wasn't he?
2: Yep. Well, um, not at first. It was like a couple seasons he got shot.
1: Oh, wow. So maybe I do need to watch Degrassi. He was a
2: school shooting, and Jimmy got shot, and then he was in a wheelchair. So I'm a fan of... Drake the rapper, but I really would love for Arby Graham, the actor, to step out. Because I feel like he would be stepping on next. If he really started acting again, Drake, holla at me. I got some scripts. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. But I was uh, listening to an interview of him not too long ago. He did say that he want to venture back out and to get back into acting.
2: Yeah, that, so. that's like goals right there for acting. Like I would love to work with.
1: TV or film?
2: Mm. Which
1: one do you prefer working in?
2: I prefer television, but...
1: Um, no, it can't be, but. Why? I Why do you prefer TV. television?
2: I feel, like an, I feel like with film, you always have to have an ending and it, 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 oh, it's quick. Yeah, and yeah. With television, you can just dive into so many more stories and characters right. and situations. And I feel like you get to know the characters more and get to really live the experience of the character and show their lives a lot more. So I prefer television.
1: Okay. Monogamous dater or serial dater?
2: See, I'm hoping to be in a
1: Okay, healthy. so let me break this down. He's Monogamous spoken. dater is a person who dates one person at a time. Okay. A serial dater is a person who dates multiple people. Okay. I've been This both doesn't though. mean having sex or intercourse. It could be but where you know, you're AKA, I mean, you're a classy lady, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yes, keep it classy. I mean, I've I've lived both experiences. Okay. Right now, I would say Right now I'm single, but I would be a monogamous dater okay. if I was to decide to be serious with someone. But, you know, I've, I've experienced serial dating. So you like dealing
1: with one guy at, at a time? Uh,
2: if I'm going to be serious with him. Like if he makes, you know, if he, you know, steps up to the plate and, you know, is serious with me. Because right now I feel like I'm dating Namiri. You know? Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So I think it changes, too, with our age. Yeah. And how we are in our careers and Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, the further
2: you... But I've definitely serial dated. (laughs) Uh, I've had... I have some crazy dating stories. And I've had some crazy dating... I've had some crazy dating stories. I've definitely serial dated in L.A. I prefer monogamous dating, but... We live in LA. You can't put put your eggs in one basket because yeah. one one guy you can re- I could really like and have a crush on him, and he may dip out or you know do something that's you know I don't really care for, and I have to you know date other right. people. It it really is a numbers game, but I would prefer to date one person.
1: Okay, let's circle back on this. You said <laughs> so what? Okay, you're single. What's your type?
2: See – See, it's crazy because wait, I she feel let like me
1: tell you, let me tell you what type of girl she is, listeners. <laughs> walked up in some Louis Baton Hills, and I guess she's been on her feet all day walking downtown LA and she slipped out these Tory Burch <laughs> flats. So this is the type of girl this is. So he gotta have money. <laughs> you gotta have the stuff together.
2: Why
1: are you Because you like you nice at things? Me?
2: Okay. So of course you of course you want the dude the of course I want the man <laughs> in my life to be able to afford his lifestyle. Right? And then also be able to take me out and do things for me too. Right? And anything that I ask for, I can reciprocate yourself.
1: And you can so, get it yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can reciprocate. I can do, you know, I don't I'm not one of those girls that's into like oh, let a dude fly me out or, you know, stuff like that. I'm not into that. I'd rather buy my own stuff, do my own thing, so that way they'll never feel like, you know, I owe them anything. Right. So I feel like I can make that choice if I like them or not. Right. And then, you know, they can do nice things for me when I I feel comfortable for it. But I feel like a lot of times I feel like the guys that I would think are my type – don't necessarily like me or they're scared to date me
1: are they do you like black or
2: i like black guys is that all is that your preference that's my preference have you
1: ever dated outside of
2: i've attempted to date outside my race and i attempted to date someone that was like middle eastern that's and then i dated not seriously but i dated someone else who was like um more in the middle eastern palestinian right. realm
1: because middle eastern sometimes could be a little not black but some of them be having a
2: yeah you know the I feel like a lot people. of times but i just prefer a black man like right, i want right. to marry a black man i love black men right. and i like the i like the black professional man the right. man that's like you know has his career going you know I don't really care for the men in the entertainment business, but I feel like a lot of time those black professional men that have, you know, certain careers, you know, professional careers sometimes are intimidated by a woman in the entertainment business. Right. And a woman that lives in LA. And, yeah. um, I feel like,
1: well, I think LA is just intimidating. Yeah. In general. Yeah.
2: And I feel like a lot of guys have a bad stereotype of how it is. Right. They think like, Oh, you and you know you and your friends are probably partying with Drake and partying in the <laughs> we street.
1: We guys kind of are. But
2: no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I do run into him occasionally, <laughs> right? But I don't. You know, I'm not on that scene. You know, right. I'm, i A lot of the times, I'm really just going out to eat at nice restaurants with my friends, right. and we're kicking it by ourselves. But I feel like a lot of times I get more of the athlete guys that try to like holler at me and that's totally not my type i've had a bad experience even trying to dive that way right so i prefer like the nerdy guy or the guy that's just on his career like you know he can be a professional man whether he's like a doctor lawyer you know business owner whatever i would
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: For to date a guy that has his own interest than someone that's in the entertainment field. Because I just don't want to date somebody in the entertainment business. Unless maybe they do the business part, because I just right. feel like with me wanting to, with me writing and producing and having someone that's doing the same thing, I just feel like it would be awkward, and right. then you just run into too much messiness, so I would yeah. just prefer to date someone that has their own life, but I feel like a lot of times when I've tried to date my type of what I want, I've had issues because they don't understand someone that, you know, has entertainment aspirations or wants to work in the entertainment business. Right. like. You know, um I've, I've definitely experienced that in like dating.
1: How has dating been in l a like what <laughs> you know?
2: Oh, I've come to the conclusion that I'm just gonna have to import a man from <laughs> another city.
1: What's wrong with l a
2: Um, what's then, right you know. with <laughs> I'm just kidding but uh, <sighs> I won't say that because I'm all about speaking positivity into the air, and if I say all things that LA is bad, then that's all I'm going to receive. So a lot of the guys out here have been tainted by LA. I feel like LA, LA is like, just like a Miami. You know, where it's full of beautiful girls. You, they can have their pick and choosing in yeah. LA, and so can women. You right. know, because you know, i like I feel like you know I do. I have been out with some quality gentlemen, and out here, but I've also experienced trash. <laughs> and, you know, I've had the good and the bad and funny experiences. You know, um, I've, I've had quite quite some. What adventures. was your worst
1: experience?
2: Oh, with dating in L.A. or just in general? Dating, dating in L.A.
1: You're, you're the bad date you.
2: Uh, gosh, I mean, I have I left a date at halftime. At a uh, staple Center at a game and disappeared and turned my phone off. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a pl- a, a planning process to that though.
1: Wait, what? what walk me through this. Why did <laughs> this happen?
2: <laughs> so I had been seeing a guy that I had met when I was out. Professional black man, you know, he had a good career, everything. Um, we had been going on dates, hanging out. For a few months, maybe like about three months consistently.
1: Oh, wow. And,
2: you know, he was always, you know, we'd always hang out, always be together and stuff. And one day, I was sitting in his car, and um, he was the one that was, like, talking to me about being serious. Right. So, it wasn't me. It was him. So, got out of his car one day and went into a store. We were actually sitting right in front of the Ralphs down here in downtown L.A. And we got out a receipt bill on his uh, seat. Right. And I picked it up and I looked at it. And he had spent like $6,000 at Celine, the Celine store. Right. And it wasn't, you didn't
1: have no Celine.
2: "Mm, I don't have no Celine bags from this dude. Who's getting $6,000 worth of Celine? Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now, mind you, we spent a lot of time together. When he wasn't working, he was constantly like on me trying to like hang out. Right. Go out to dinner, do this, do this. I had met all his friends, taking me places. So I just kind of sat back and was like, this don't look right. right. Then he kept saying, you know, he had this townhouse that he was trying to sell. And um, he had put his Uber Eats account on my phone to order something.
1: Oh, so wow. I had the address. Yeah.
2: So randomly one of my friends was just talking about buying a property. And I was like, oh, you know, Eric is selling this townhouse. Look at the townhouse. I gave her the address, and she looked it up. She's like, who is, you know, let's just say it's Eric Smith. Who is Jackie Smith? Because, you know, when you look up property, it shows both names, and it was a woman's name on there.
1: Right.
2: And to find out, you know, I don't know how, because he would spend a lot of time with me. He had like a baby mama oh, wow. living some type of situation. And the whole time I had no idea. Because wow. when he was not working, he worked a job that was like, he worked at a hospital. He constantly had to have a beeper on him. Oh shit. He wasn't getting beeped he or doctor doing whatever. He was constantly trying to be like on my line or hanging right. out with me and i was like how does he have the time the time because when he's not working he's hanging out with me it was to the point where i was getting sick of him right. so i would be like do you not have anything to do right you know so <laughs> so i was like oh okay he's playing trying to play me right you know so i didn't bring it up to him i just waited did a couple nice things for me and I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait. And I just wanted to wait to the perfect opportunity to let him know. I'm not, like, I'm a quiet storm. I'm not a dramatic girl. Quiet I'm storm. not the one that's going to cut you out or do anything crazy to, you, to your stuff. I'm just going to leave you where you are.
0: Right.
2: And I was like, I'm just going to, his punishment, his karma was going to be me walking away from him and right. leaving him alone. So he took me to a Clippers game. We had, like, great seats, VIP everything. He was showing me off to his friends and, you know, introducing me to all these people. And so I just sat there and I was, you know. Kept it cute. Kept it cute. He was trying to get me to take a picture with him and all this stuff. And the whole time I knew that, you know, the real deal. And the person he had bought this $6,000 stuff was the baby mom or whoever was living at his house. Right. His other house that he had. So um, he, I was just like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I got up during half time. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. And then something just told me, leave. So I just walked out the front door of Staples Center and just kept going. Kept going. It was either a Lakers or a Clippers game. And I just kept going. And um I jumped in the Uber. I saw he was like, he texted me and was like, oh, um, where, you know, are you coming back or something like that? Or, or, you know, and I just turned my phone off, cut it off. Wow. I put it on like, do not disturb. Have you talked to him since now? Oh. His return was epic. It was, this is a Hollywood movie. So one of my friends is a writer on uh, Insecure, and he, had, and he had a joint birthday party with one of the actors from Insecure. So I'm at the party, turning up with my friends, having a good time. He walks up to me. This man is not in the entertainment business. (laughs) Has no connection to the entertainment business. Walks up to me and says, you're horrible. How did you, why did you just disappear? I I could thought something happened to you. You you can't just walk out. And this is like a year and a half, two years later walks up to me at this industry party my mouth literally hit the floor then he followed me the whole night asking me why I stopped talking to him and he said he would not leave me alone until I told him So I said you know what I will unblock you and we can talk tomorrow so I finally allowed him to call me and I told him about the receipt I told him about how I saw and he was like wow and he had he was like, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to admit it was that. At the time, I did have a baby mom. Wow. Live with me. But I really did like you. And I just didn't think you would date me if you knew the real deal. And all this other stuff. And I was like, see, just, if you would have just been honest and let me make my own decision, I would have been cool. Would, would, would
1: you? you date a guy with a kid, to, like, divorced? No?
2: Um, I could date a guy that was divorced or a, a guy that have a kid. You know, I feel like, you know and you finally hit, like, 30, you know, yeah. you realize a lot of people, you Actually. know, have life experiences. Yeah. It would be my, wouldn't be my first, you know, preference. I would prefer to date someone that did not have a kid. So we can, if I were to marry then we can experience that right. together. But um, I wouldn't mind.
1: This guy's not around. He just, he's not on the Instagram. He's not. Y'all no. don't got mutual friends. Oh, so. oh,
2: I have a whole thing. I would never, I'm never going to play around on Beyonce's internet and post a man on my <laughs> Instagram thing. that I'm not married to. Right. So if you ever, 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 ever see me post a man on my Instagram page, that's going to be my husband. <laughs> that's my fiance. Until then, no man will see the grace of my Instagram page unless I post a dude and you may see his hand or you might see a emoji hide in his face one day, but I'm, I'm not going to play around. I'm never going to play around on Beyonce's internet and post them in that <laughs> I'm not seriously. That's my husband. That's my future husband because you know, I'm just not going to do that.
1: Speaking of insecure, you're an AKA. This episode <laughs> just aired <laughs> on Sunday. Everybody's going crazy. How do you feel about an A.K.A. being depicted on Insecure?
2: Okay. One, I want all y'all to leave Amanda still alone. Right. But Amanda did not do anything wrong. She is portraying a character on television. So it didn't offend you? It did not offend me. I'm actually glad to see black Greeks represented on television. Right. Um, season one, Molly had an A.K.A. cup. Different world showed black Greeks. People wore, you know, black Greek paraphernalia. That's the reason why a lot of us even heard about black black school stories. you mentioned school You know, my days. my yeah. father is a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, right. and I knew about black Greeks because of him. But a lot of people didn't grow up with a parent that was Greek, right? So, especially being someone that attended an HBCU that pledged, you know, at an HBCU, I love to see representation of anything black. Um, Greek or HBC related on television because we need that representation so people will, you know, see us. And I feel right. like a lot That of draws these, interest. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these people just need to just be quiet. It's not that serious where you're making all this- Noise and right. going after Amanda Seals. It it was. It's television. It's fake. It's a character. The character is AKA, and the character that she portrays on TV is not a negative character. It's a, she's a highly educated black woman that went to an Ivy League school, has a career, that's married, has a child. Right. A great. Ca- that it's she's a character. It's not right, like you know. Right. The character is, um you know, a drug trafficker that's doing illegal right. activity. You know, it's it's. I think it's just doing too much. AKA for how long? I pledged back in fall 05.
1: You pledged in 05. Yes. So if you've been in, in the game for a minute. You're not offended. You're accomplished. You're careered. You're, are I you think look- a
2: lot of my friends that are are um AKA's, our sorrowers, a lot of them are not offended. So
1: yeah, so nobody's the offended in the group The majority of people chat.
2: in my group text or on Instagram that I'm cool with, everybody is saying that the people that are making this noise are overreacting. Right. It's just all it's all creativity, it's all just acting and it's right. all, you know, just having representation. Because it was on school days, it was on different worlds. So are we gonna go back and say that that was wrong too? Right, right. And we should be glad that, you know, shows are portraying black Greeks and letting us be seen by millions of people
1: on an HBO show. That's the first thing I thought about when
2: I saw it. some little girl is watching that show, like I watch Different World, and saying, oh, you know, her character is an AKA. I've seen that before. I want to do that.
1: Right, right, right. So
2: it's, for me, I just think it's a lot of overreacting. And it's probably the internet because,
1: like you said, none of, none of your girls or none Nobody. of the people in your group chat is Nobody. tripping about it.
2: And I know plenty of AKAs, stores from all over, and everybody that I've talked to, is they don't understand. So it may even be, I'm not even sure how old the people are that are complaining. They look like a lot of Because it may be a big generational gap. I feel like it's actually a lot of the younger girls okay. that are complaining than a lot of the older Right. More seasoned sororers or more people that's like in my age group.
1: Right, right, right. Because
2: um, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of it from a lot of young people, and I feel like it's just foolish. Because right. if my whole thing is you're going to start this uproar, then where, where was this uproar when it was school days? Where was this uproar when it was on Different World? Where was this uproar when it was it was portrayed on Moesha on an episode? Right, right. Um, the Parkers. The Parkers. Oh, yeah. It's been on a lot of different shows and I just don't understand why
1: they pick. I think they don't now. like Amanda. Amanda Seals. People are bored, and, um, and they're
2: just picking on her because I mean, even Amanda Seals is a great representation of a young black woman. Yeah. Amanda Seals has her own business. She has her um,
1: smart, funny, and black. Smart funny and black, which yeah. I've attended
2: plenty of those. Um. um Sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That She used to do at the different little com- comedy spots. Right. Um, that like game show. It was great. You know, Amanda Seals. She went to I want to say an Ivy League school. You know, she's an educated black yeah. woman. Amanda Seals was also like a gymnast, I believe, and you know she was in you know a her child music. actress, very she was very a child accomplished actress on um, Nickelodeon. Yeah. So you know, for me, I don't understand. You know, they may not like some of her comedy. Or they may not like whatever about her, but. I just think they need to just leave her alone. Do
1: you think that you're able to not be offended by the whole AKA representation on Insecure because you are in TV and film?
2: I think I understand it more to a different level. right? Um, but I feel like most of my friends that are not even in the business, they don't care. They're oh. like, what is this? <laughs> uh, line sisters I pledge with. She's a physician. And we were texting in our group chat today. She's like, girl, these people are crazy. Yeah. We, we were all. Then my other friend was DMing me. You know, she she's a school teacher. <laughs> the other one works in, you know, politics. Um, she they we're all like from different facets of, you know, career right. wise. And we're all pretty much like, what are these people talking about? Like this is a little crazy. Like some people are just doing too much. And I feel like it's camp, cancel culture and pointing the yeah. finger at someone. And even the head showrunner Prentice Penny. Is a Kappa. I didn't know that. He's a Kappa. And he, yeah, he wrote about, he was like, I'm the one that made the call or something. So, and he's a Kappa. Post.
1: So, do you license the AKAs to do that on a show or do you just, because, like, how does I know that work?
2: Some fraternities and sororities have allowed someone to license to show certain things right. or just gave their permission so right. i'm not sure and actually if you know the backstory of awkward black girl from Issa ray and the background of insecure the character from um molly was actually mimicked off of one of isa's best friends who in real life is an aka wow so the character Molly is mimicked off of one of her best friends. Right. She created that character based off of one of her best friends who is an AKA in real life. So mm-hmm. I think she's just trying to stick true to the narrative and to black culture. And, you know, I think they do a really good job. They really do. So Every part of insecure it's, is it's, to me is overreacting. Yeah,
1: definitely. Will you be using some AKAs in your future projects as characters?
2: Uh, Maybe, you know, I may have some black Greeks. Do you have
1: to ask for permission to do that?
2: I would just say, you know, (laughs) any organization or group or company that you want to focus on, maybe just ask permission just to keep yourself in the clear. Right. So, you know, but I've come up with fake sorority names and, you know, things like that.
1: Kappa, Kappa, Gamma. (laughs) That's a real one, though, huh? I think so. That's like a white one. Might be. I, um... What, are th- what is the D9? Kappa Alpha Psi, right? Kappa Alpha Psi. Omega.
2: Alpha Kappa Alpha, uh-huh. Omega, Iota, Sigma Gamma Rho, Delta Sigma Theta, Theta Phi Beta. The D9. Phi Beta Sigma.
1: Okay, alpha okay. Phi alpha. I think I named all of and them. And y'all, y'all think it's, how do you do your uh, call? <laughs> do it? Skiwi. <It's> Skiwi. <laughs> My, right is so My voice is so deep you do watch insecure though you keep up with insecure
2: i love insecure i'm so anti-lawrence i am not part of lawrence hive i've I've been wanting (laughs) Issa to drop it drop him like it was hot for a long time and i love that the first episode of season 5 ended with her saying uh i had some time to think and she um you know dropped him he said yeah I I, I, I'm, I'm, I want her to pursue other men. I want her to even date the barber guy. Uh, even though he played around, see, he played around and was ghosting and playing MIA games, which is so <laughs> not cool. Right. And, I mean, you can only get one chance after that. Right. I feel like if he drops, it, drops the ball after that, then, you know, Kendrick's character, Kendrick, uh, What's oh yeah,
1: name? he lived in Burbank with the Kendrick, uh, uh
2: the light skinned dude. Yeah with the dude. green eyes. Yeah. So his um I like, got a
1: funny story about him. I rode in the Uber pool with him. Before. Remember wow. Uber Pool? Do you remember Uber <laughs> <Yes>. Pool?
2: <laughs> I know Uber Pool, the Uber Pool days of That was pop. Those one of were my the friends best got days. banned from Uber Pool.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, he did. I wonder if they're bringing one that back.
2: Home, one of my homeboys, this in a, he's an NFL player, he got banned from Uber Pool. Wow. And he has this crazy story. Because he got into an Uber pool. He was on his way to an audition. And um, it picked up somebody. He grew up in, I want to say, South Central. Right. So his family, I think, is like blue-related. Affiliated. And so, affiliated. So whoever they picked up in the Uber pool asked him, where you from? Because he got a little scared. Because he was like, "Uh uh-oh, where I'm, you know what I mean? So, The dude they got into a scuffle in the Uber pool. The guy, I guess they hit him or something. So he got out and beat the dude up. Left (coughs) the dude on the side. The Uber driver was all with it and knew that my friend didn't do anything, was just defending himself. Got and probably recognized him from sports or something. And he got back in the Uber. The dude dropped him off. Somehow the the dude that he beat up, because the driver didn't tell on him. The dude he beat up contacted Uber. And then he got banned from Uber for life.
1: Wow. So he can't do Uber. out. He no, can't get on Uber. he can on
2: only Uber. use Lyft from, like, forever. Wow. That's
1: crazy. I never had any bad experiences with the Uber pool. I, I, but those were the days, so I used to be lit. I used to be everywhere on the Uber pool. It used to cost me $5 to go from North Hollywood to... Koreatown, because I was doing the Uber pool. Now, it took two hours to get from, because he was picking up people along the way. (laughs) (laughs) But I got to where I had to go. I was lit. Uber pool was cheap. I wonder if they're bringing it it back.
2: They need to bring Uber pool back. Once COVID is over, we need to get that back. COVID is never going to be over. (laughs) COVID is
1: never going to be over. (laughs) Let me ask you this. What does check on your strong friend mean to you?
2: Oh, check on your strong friend. I would say check on your strong friend means a lot of time the person that has it all together sometimes, or that's doing everything for everyone, sometimes needs someone to ask them how they're doing. Right. And I feel like, hey, you know, sometimes I'm the strong friend. Or even in, like, dating situations, I'm the strong friend, you know? And someone's dealing with something or, you know, different things. and. Sometimes I feel like people get so comfortable with you know you checking on them or you making sure that they're right. okay that sometimes the strong friend doesn't have anyone that asks them if they're okay so-
1: Shay we're wrapping up right now but what should our listeners do ASAP
2: Your listeners should follow me at Shaywatch S H A Y W A T C H follow me and in- keep up with my content and what i'm going to be doing i should have some really good stuff coming up soon
1: you're coming back to asap to sit on the couch yes this was fun
2: it was fun
1: like subscribe follow share see you guys in the next one
0: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter